All right. Hey, everyone. Hi. Welcome or welcome back to Let's Get Civil. Today, we're going to be talking about the upcoming career fair that's happening Thursday, October 14th through Friday the 15th, hosted by ASCE and Chi Epsilon. To help us out, we have two very special guests, the internal vice president of ASCE and the vice president of Chi Epsilon. Let's give it up for Josh and Evelyn. <laughs> Could you guys introduce yourselves, please? Uh, yes. Uh, once again, my name is Joshua Vega. I'm the vice president of internal affairs for ASCE and also uh, the pro one of the project managers for the Construction Management Club. I'm currently a fourth year um, emphasizing in structures and geotech. Um, yeah. Hi everyone, I'm the Chi Epsilon president, Evelyn Krikorian. I'm a third year civil engineering major and my focuses are water and transportation. It's so great to have you guys on. To kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about what a career fair like even is, what it looks like and why we have them? Yes, um, so what career, career fair looks like is having a, a whole bunch of uh, companies to help uh, company representatives and for students to go uh, be active and hand out resumes um, and make connections with those companies to try and help better themselves with experience and also internships. Yeah, so a career fair is essentially, just like Josh said, uh, a chance for students or job seekers to meet with company representatives in an informal setting. It's not an interview, but it's an opportunity for a recruiter to remember you if you apply for a position with them in the future, and you can give them your resume. You both also have a lot of experience with these career fairs, both planning and participating in them. So could you tell us a little bit about your experiences and how it's played a role in your professional development here, like on campus as a student? Yeah, so I was a part of the planning for the ASE uh, and Chi Epsilon Career Fair last year, and I'm doing it again this year. So I think it's played uh, a great role, especially with me uh, reaching out to companies. Um, it helps them get a familiarity with myself and also uh, the school. So just that communication with companies, it gives me a bit of professionalism within the industry. And I've gotten practice actually talking to company representatives. So having that, it's been great for interviews. Um, it's helped me with like my oral skills. For me, the first fair I ever went to was the 2019 ASCE CAIEP fair. And I'm pretty sure I only attended it because Darby required it for ECI 3. Um, but I remember hearing about AutoCAD and SolidWorks for the first time, and it really motivated me to join one of the AC project teams the next year because I felt like I really needed experience with those. And, you know, just getting exposure to software that we don't cover in our coursework. Another thing that I've gotten out of career fairs, part participating in them is uh, internships. Career fairs, I that's, feel like that's one of uh, students' main goals is to represent themselves and try and get internships or experience over the summers with these companies. Is I the Career fairs is a great way to do that. That's how I've gotten two of my internships uh, for both the two previous summers. So participating in career fairs, I think is definitely a great important thing to do. Yeah, I actually got my first internship from attending a career fair too. I was checking out the spring CWEA fair to prepare for planning this one. And um, one of the representatives I met gave me a call later. 
Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> um, it's crazy how you guys went from attending to now hosting these career fairs, even through the pandemic and having this be virtual. Could you talk about the transition from an in-person to online setting and the major differences you noticed between attending the two? Yeah, so the main difference between going to a virtual career fair and an in-person career fair that I that I've noticed is when you go to talk to somebody in person, it's a lot different than talking to somebody through a screen. So you miss the aspects of like body language. Um, maybe your oral skills may uh, decrease for like being in person or online. So that can also be a good thing too, because you might feel more comfortable through a screen than in person. But I do think that for company representatives, they would prefer an in-person career fair just so that they can get more of a feel for you because it is a little bit different in person than virtual. But a great thing from virtual is because um, of COVID, it's uh, it's allowed us to still host our career fair. So and have as many like more uh, more companies or or so on, and. I think it's been a great experience for the students last year as well. Yeah, kind of on a similar vein to what Josh was saying earlier, um, there are some advantages and disadvantages for both formats. I remember for an in-person um, fair, it was a lot easier to talk to representatives. You just needed to line up and wait and hope that you got to like a chance to speak with them. Um, but the disadvantage of that is that like you could only talk to them for two or three minutes because they had so many people to see that they didn't want to spend a lot of time um, with each person. Whereas in an online format, you do have to book your time period ahead of time, but uh, you have like a full 10 minutes to really talk with them. It's a little bit closer to an interview in an online format than it is in person. So it really just depends on what you prefer. Like if you wanna if you wanna really put your name out there, if you're job searching, you want quantity over maybe quality, or if you're just really looking into a few companies, then maybe you prefer the virtual format. It's just a completely different ball game, but I think both have a place. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you, Evelyn, that, that 10 minutes of basically like an interview aspect might even help uh, make up for getting to feel like a feel for a person um, physically like in person. So yeah, the 10 minutes definitely allows you to get more familiar and comfortable with the company. Yeah, I, I agree with what you guys said. I think one of the good things about having the career fair be online is that if it was in person, sometimes you wouldn't be able to go to a career fair. And even if you do, if the lines are really long, it might take a while for you to talk to the company or even get to them. But having it on a virtual setting, you have a specific time set booked for your like interviewer slot. That way you have, like, you know that you're going to be able to talk to this company for that full 10 minute length. And I think that's just, um convenient <laughs> and added but, bonuses you only have to do like business attire from the waist up to oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but as someone who is coming in for the first time what do you guys recommend they do to prepare 
such as dressing or any questions they should be like knowing to ask and stuff yeah so one of the most important things i would say for you to have prepared before going to career fair is having your resume updated um just having all of your important experiences that you would want to showcase to the companies, having some skills down, obviously your email, that would be great too, but just uh, updating your resume because you do, you will be some, you do have to submit those so that the companies can have as reference and look at uh, during your interview or during uh, your 10 minute time period. I call it an interview because it's basically, it, it feels like one. <laughs> um, so definitely have your resume updated because that's going to showcase you on paper and also that they can reference back to you and look at some of your previous experiences. If they, if you did good in your interview, they'll definitely go back and pull your resume to call you up for a second interview. So that's one thing I would say is one of the most important to have before and pre prepare before going into the career fair. Yeah, like I know to register for this ASCE career fair, you have to submit your resume. So it's really good to continually update anytime you have any achievement or um, had any previous industry experience that you would like to add on. It's good to keep your resume fresh. Oh, for yeah. sure. I remember, like, I think I didn't update my resume for all of freshman year. <laughs> and at the beginning of sophomore year, I was like, what did I do last year? I yeah. don't know. Also, you could update your LinkedIn account too. I know some companies like to use LinkedIn, or if they really liked you during your interview, they might look you up on LinkedIn. And that's a good way to showcase yourself as well. Just having those experiences on there, any projects you've done through school is, um, are good to show to the company and just saying that you're like, you've been active, uh, you've been active within your college experience. Yeah, the LinkedIn is a great tip. Um, I always forget that one. I think another really good just thing to have ready before you go into that Zoom room is to have an introduction rehearsed. So you can go in, you've got your name, maybe your major, your year, your focuses, that sort of thing, just so that it kind of smooths over that transition from when you first like uh, deer in the headlights, you're in the Zoom room, and now you've got to talk to a recruiter. Um, aside from having the introduction, the resume, the LinkedIn, it's always great to practice with some friends, maybe a mentor, just have them run some questions by you, some common ones, you know, you can Google it, like common interview questions for engineering, things like that, just so that you kind of uh, feel more comfortable day of and you're less nervous. Um, yeah, so answering, asking questions is another big thing. If you have a specific goal in mind when you're coming to the fair, like maybe there's a company or two that you really want to intern with, uh, look them up in advance and prepare some questions about maybe some of their current projects and past ones, openings, like what, what their company work atmosphere is like, things like that. So one more thing that is important, especially for our online career fair, is when you are going into your like 10 minute time slot with the company, uh, because you're going to be turning your camera on, make sure that there's nothing like distracting in the background. Make sure you look professional, at least from the waist up. Because, um, <laughs> um, yeah, co companies don't want to have anything like distracting in the background. They want to have a as professional as a setting that they can being in a virtual, uh, having a virtual experience. So 
that's definitely one I would say. And you're still presenting yourself because they can see you. So looking nice is always a bonus. True. And also looking at the camera instead of like yes. staring at the screen too. That's what I learned. Like I think Josh said, Josh said, a lot of people when thinking about preparing for something like this have questions about their resume since it's kind of this like career fair necessity or interview necessity. Um, so for a person who doesn't have a lot of work experience yet, um, I think you see a lot of things like including relevant work experience or just having a place for to put things like internships and careers. Um, so if a person doesn't have a lot of experience like that yet, how would you recommend framing the things they have done, the experiences that they've already had in a relevant way? Um, so their resume can still kind of show how they're prepared for this job. Um, hmm, well, for starters, uh, a good way to prioritize what you want to add to your resume is to think about the kind of job or internship that you're aiming for. And I know that's like vague advice, but specifically what kind of skills would a person in that position need? And for someone with not a lot of technical experience or maybe no work experience or maybe work experience that's like part-time jobs, focusing on the soft skills is a really good way to sell yourself when you don't have that expertise yet. So think about the kind of skills, whether that's organizing, um, communication, like keeping a schedule, making that schedule, all of those types of skills are really things that you can pull from different parts of your everyday life. And you can emphasize how you've practiced those and maybe sell yourself on that. I definitely agree with Evelyn, especially if you don't have a lot of work experience yet, those soft skills are a great way to showcase your speaking abilities to companies. Um, uh, or even honestly, any type of work experience, there is uh, there are skills that you can take out of them. Like I think I still have I work you worked at JCPenney all throughout high school, and I still have customer service on my resume to this day because no matter what industry you go into, customer service is a skill that you should like develop over time or have. So anything is any skills are a good thing to showcase. So. Definitely. I think yeah. that's a, a really good point, especially since I hear a lot of things sometimes about like you need to phase out old jobs in your resume. Like you can't have things that are like too ancient, like your your high school things once you're already out of college. But to take those experiences like through through things like skills too, um, kind of saves that from like I don't know ex expiring work experience. Yeah, you'll definitely take out some previous job experience and showcase the most important ones that you think um, that you want to show the company. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to bring them up during your interview. Like you can say that like, oh yeah, I had a retail job throughout all of high school. So I've definitely worked with a lot of people and built my like customer service skills. Um, yeah, so you don't have to just refrain to talking about what's on your resume, showcasing as much that you're a part of is a great way to show a company like that you're that you're doing a lot and that you have like time like time management if you're doing all this stuff in uh in college like you tell them that like you're doing one of the project teams for ASCE and maybe you have a part-time job on campus too while doing all these classes uh, one a question that people like companies are going to ask you is wow you're doing so much how are you time managing do you think that like you're doing too much or how are you able to manage all that? So that's something that you can showcase that you've been able to handle all this workload 
uh, and still get things done properly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think also like even though we're searching and trying to have the companies, you know, like us and choose us for this position, it's also important to know that it's also important to try to find a company and make sure that they are also suitable for your values and your um, professional journeys ahead. Like, so for example, if you value having a lot of time to travel or to um, meet a lot of different people and talk to a lot of people, researching that company, making sure they fit your needs as well is very important too. Oh, for sure. And that's actually connecting it to the resumes. It's great to put other languages that you speak on your resume if you do want to end up in a country that speaks that language and checking to see if companies have branches in that place. Just a, just a side note for anybody that does not, or I guess on topic a little bit, that does not have a lot of like experience within within the industry. Uh, I went to the ASC Reno competition for construction management club and I was the second year. I had zero experience whatsoever within anything like civil engineering or construction wise. There's nobody in my family that does construction. So I still went to the ASC Reno competition, participated in the competition and the, and the presenta- presentation portion at the end. And then companies like go up to you and like start talking to you. And I remember that because I got an internship with Tiger Construction that, that summer because of the ASC Reno competition. But the company representative went to go and talk to a different student that was a part of the team. And I, I put myself in that conversation with them. And then I got her business card from that too. And then she told me to see her at the career fair the following day. And I followed up. So just like if you do end up going to in-person career fairs, unfortunately, ours, ours is not, but you should still go because it's a great experience to put yourself out there. <clears throat> but if you do end up going to an in-person career fair at some point within your college lifetime, putting yourself out there, even if you do, even if you don't have that much experience, is a great way to show that the company, like the company, um, it's a great way to show the company that you want experience. Companies want students that want to learn. So I followed up, went to the career fair, gave her my resume, told her where I was from, told her a little about myself. I think I might've mentioned that I worked at JCPenney, I don't know. <laughs> but I got a follow-up phone call and she offered me an internship for the summer. So that was how I got my experience. Wow, that's super impressive. Um... I really liked how you said that the the career the company really wants students who are willing to learn because I had a um, I'm just a sophomore but last summer I landed an internship at a um, Stockton Steel firm and I had no experience at all like no upper grad no upper division courses like statics or um, steel mechanics so I had literally nothing in my brain but because i was like willing to learn and excited to you know learn about all these different welding techniques and following my the project engineers advice um they said i did a pretty good job and would want to 
hire me back in the future sometime. So yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. So don't feel discouraged if you you're a first year or second year thinking that you have zero experience and you haven't gone to your upper division courses yet. Sometimes you won't even implement uh, stuff from your upper division courses within a company that you want to go to. Like if you want to go into construction, some of the civil engineering courses aren't as applicable, but it is definitely cool to understand the backgrounds and the mechanics of it. But just because you're a first year and second year, see Sarah was a first year and got an internship during the summer and now she, she's already building up that experience. You want to start as soon as you can. Um, and I know it's, it's a little harder for first and second years because some companies might want some experience, but definitely the drive to want to learn and get that experience from them, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely help you out. Yeah, being eager is so important. And another thing to keep in mind is even if you don't get an offer from the first career fair you ever attend, um, you are putting your name out there and recruiters do keep resumes for more than one, like, year so they'll hold on to your resume so if you went to a fair your sophomore year no experience no upper division classes maybe you talk to them and you're really interested in their company but say they're research heavy and they really need you to have those technical skills it's not a waste when you do get those technical skills you can follow up with them or see them at another fair and they might remember you it's happened to me so it's no matter what, it's good experience, good practice, and it's a way to get your name out there. That's really good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, say I am someone, and I, I, I kind of am, <laughs> it's kind of newbie, but say I'm someone who doesn't have that much intern or industry experience and gets really nervous during interviews. What specific questions should I have in my brain and should know how to answer coming into an interview in order to sound more confident and prepared? Yeah, that's a great question. So like, like Evelyn, I think mentioned earlier, <clears throat> sorry, my voice, but having an introduction down uh, is something that you should really practice on. Since uh, the, uh, one of the first questions almost for every interview I think I've had at least is tell me a little bit about yourself. So every company is gonna tell you that. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So then that's where you can showcase yourself. You say, my name is Joshua Vega. I'm from Manteca, California. Uh, I'm a fourth year emphasizing in this. I, I'm a part of the ASCE board as a vice president of external affairs. I'm the construction management uh, project manager. And you can talk a little bit about your experiences and stuff that you've had. So that's definitely a question you're going to have in an interview. Tell me a little bit of, or it's not a question. Yeah, it is. Tell me a little bit about yourself or it's command, I guess. But so <laughs> that is the most popular question, I think. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, that one always pops up. <laughs> Another one, like type of question that I see a lot is, especially if you're trying for a specific internship, like say something like, I don't know, mapping or anything that requires GIS, I would be ready to answer questions about your experience with common software platforms or tools used to do those things. So if you want um, a structural or say like a geotech job, well, ArcGIS is used a lot with geotech. So make sure that you're ready 
to talk about when you've used geotech, the projects that you've used it for, maybe a brief description for that. Um, and if you don't have any experience, just make sure to emphasize that you're very eager to learn. That's okay. Most people learn pretty much everything on the job. Like our degree is really just guaranteeing that you're capable of doing the amount of work, not really that you have all the skills you need. Yeah, and with not knowing what, or if you have not that much experience, I know when I had my interview at my intern, um, they asked me which part of civil engineering or the structural firm I want to get into more the design or the construction. And I had no idea, like it was two major different branches. I thought it was all interconnected into one, you know, firm. So um, not only how to answer, I just said, oh, I'm not sure which pathway I want to choose yet, but I would like to experience in both of them in order to make you know, a more decisive decision. So yeah, even if you don't really know how to answer, just emphasizing and or admitting to not knowing, but, you know, backing it up with, but I really want to learn more and try things out. I think companies really value that um, characteristic in, in a person. Yeah, definitely. I would say maybe another question, such as like looking your company up prior to get some um, some knowledge of them, because hopefully if you're going to sign up to like talk to them, you know a little bit about them or like you if you don't, then make sure you try and look them up so that you actually know who you're talking to. That's a great uh, a great way to prepare. But some companies like to ask like. Um, why did you decide to like talk with us or like how did you hear about us and so on because they use that for like like they want to know how people know about them or like how to recruit so that's definitely a question so like for my second internship was with whiting turner a general contractor so that's a question that they asked me was like how did you hear about us or like why why do you want to like work with us if we were to like offer you an internship and one of the things I said because I had I knew a couple people that interned with them prior I told them that they told me that they had a great experience with uh within their like internship uh within their internship experience and I told like uh told Whiting Turner or the representative that they talk so highly of it that I want to try I want to I want to get that experience like I want to learn and try and get as have as good an experience as they did so definitely telling a company or having knowing what to say to a company about like why you want to work for them pretty much yeah just like josh said researching the company in advance and i think you even mentioned this sarah like as much as the company is asking you questions and interviewing you you're also interviewing them it sometimes doesn't feel like that if you don't have a lot of experience because you just want to get something, you know, to get your foot in the door. But you do have like choice or at least you should act like you have choice, you know, ask them questions about their company, look it up in advance, what branches they have, all that sort of thing. Have a little confidence. If you give yourself some agency, it really, it really comes off in a positive way. Of course, you know, confidence. Yeah, confidence is a great thing to have. And if you're a little shy, it's okay. Just going and putting yourself out there 
to build up that confidence, these career fairs are a great way to do that. There's nothing better than going out there and actually talking to people and putting yourself out there to boost like your oral skills and, um, and becoming less shy. I know it can be harder for some people than others, but just putting yourself out there is a great way to do that. Yeah. And any, like, we're going to have to face rejection, you know, at a lot of points in our lives and say, you don't get the first internship that you, or interview that you land. It's just a great, either way you learn something from it, either from your talking skills or how to answer a question better. So don't be discouraged about not getting your first opportunity. Um, just continuing like, having that grit and putting yourself out there is going to build up your confidence. I feel like even more, you know. Yeah, I really agree with Sarah on this one. I know people who attend interviews even when they have like positions lined up already for the summer, just so that they can practice going through an interview. Mm -hmm. So when you, your career fair is a little bit more like an interview, it's even less high risk. Like the stakes are a lot lower. You get to speak to a lot of different people. It's a great opportunity to practice, even if things don't go your way. Definitely. Yeah, don't, don't feel discouraged just because a company doesn't follow up with you. Everybody has those experiences. That's why you just sign up and try and talk to as many companies as you want or uh, the main ones that you want to like try and get connected with. But rejections there, it happens. Uh, don't feel bad. They like Sometimes they might not even reject you based off of like uh, the interview just because like maybe like they don't have an office near your location. So that, that it's just a bummer. They might've liked you so much, but maybe like that didn't work out. So don't, don't feel discouraged to go to following career fairs. Um, yeah, just putting yourself out there as much as possible and getting those connections. Connections are a big thing. So yeah, don't feel discouraged. All right. You two have done such an incredible job answering all of our questions and also I think calming a little bit of our career fair anxieties. So we're gonna end this with a little bit of a rapid fire, like lightning round. So I'd like you both to answer, what are three tips you each would like to leave our listeners with? We're really glad you've gone into a lot of like the details of the career fair. So it's totally fine if it's like surface level, like make sure you're not muted or how to psych yourself up, just any last words and you two can alternate. Yeah, so tip one, have resume, have resume updated. Tip two, rehearse your, with your setup and clothing in advance. Yes, uh, following, sorry, following that tip, I know that companies do not like to have things in the background. So try and if you want to have a virtual background or a blurred background, that'd be great and just nice, yeah. Uh, when answering questions, always be honest and eager to learn. Three, don't feel discouraged if companies don't follow up with you. Um, have conf oh, have confidence yeah that's it have confidence um don't feel discouraged if a company uh, doesn't reach back out just push them out there go to the next career fair yeah just think of every session as practice and learn from it all right i hope everyone was taking notes <laughs> again thank you josh and evelyn <laughs> so much for coming on today we hope you had fun yeah thank you so much again for sharing your own personal journeys and your tips and tricks about acing a career fair I personally got a lot from it, and I hope the viewers can take something away from this 
valuable advice too. And for anybody listening, make sure to attend the career fair on October 14th through 15th. It's a really useful experience, even if you don't have, have that much experience. And who knows, you might run into us. For sure. Also remember to register for that career fair. Um, there should be a form getting sent out and put it your name, email, and resume. Again, thank you so much for listening and catch you all in our next episode. I'm sure you will all be career for experts by then. Bye. Bye. Bye.